I got panic attacks. I, I'm like, I'm a terrible bartender. I, I can't work at this level. And, you know. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers. And this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about what it's like to open a bar. But what is it like to work at that bar after it's open? My guest today is Enoch Tonatio. He's worked in the industry since he was 15, and he's held open four new bars in the past four years. Let's get into it. I had mostly worked for before that, so coming into that kind of uh, program that's uh, so intense, yeah, uh, right off the bat was you know a little intimidating. I remember I would get to work or get to the neighborhood two hours beforehand, and I would study the cocktails beforehand mm-hmm. just because i'm like there are so many there's 120 cocktails in that menu and then on top of that you know we had at when we opened we had about 300 different gins i think it's well over 600 right now but you know it was just immense you know <laughs> so i was just trying to memorize all the cocktails and it was you know it was it was challenging you know yeah so on top of being such a complicated program just jumping into a place where everyone's new, everything is new, the equipment is new. I started a new job a couple months ago. Yeah, it took about a month till I was like really comfortable, like really felt the groove. What is it like when like no one really has that? You're at that same place. Well, together. at first it's very chaotic, um, you know, just because you come in and, uh, well, uh, first of all, Whitechapel uh, has four wells, and they would have up to seven or eight bartenders at a time when we first opened, the opening team and the closing team. And, you know, each bartender had their own style. They brought, you know, something different to the table. And, you know, you get to each well. I remember when <laughs> one of my first shifts, uh, I had to go, my first shift, I had to go around breaking people giving them breaks. So I had to yeah. jump into each well and give them a 30 minute break before I come into my well and send the guy who was in my station uh, home. Yeah. And that was possibly one of the worst shifts I had ever worked <laughs> just because you come into every station and for 30 minutes you're trying to find out where they kept those bitters or where they kept that bottle. Because everyone set up differently. Yeah, and the juices were in a different place. And you have people who are left-handed who put the bitters on the left-hand side, you know, and they, you know, um, they had different tools. And, you know, you were trying to, like, you know, it was chaotic. And by the time you were trying finally getting your groove, you went to the next station, and it was a complete different set of, it was a complete <laughs> different set of tools, you know. And, you know, it was just, I got panic attacks. I... I'm like, I'm a terrible bartender. I I can't work at this level. And, you know, but eventually, I guess, um, management's um, job was to impart systems and a uniformity across the bar that we all had everything set up the same way. Everything, you know, you could reach into, you know, a certain part of the well and know that you were going to find this bottle or, you know, you can, you know, where you're going to find each garnish. And, you know, eventually we got our systems together. And um, I have to say Whitechapel is a really impressive program because you can pretty much make 120 cocktails standing in one part. You can just 
turn around, there's glassware behind you. And, you know, the well that they have there is just phenomenal. It's, you know, you have all your batch bottles, you have your vermouths, your syrups, your uh, cheater bottles that are filled with, you know, anything from, you know, Benedictine, Campari, all those modifiers. Mm-hmm. So, it was, you know, it, it's a really cool um, program. So when you open a new bar, I think there's a lot of things you don't expect. And there's a lot of things that you have to change pretty quickly after you start service. Uh, do, you, do you have any examples of when you started and you thought something was going to work and then you very quickly realized, oh, we got to completely change this? Um, yeah, I think one of the most important things about opening up a bar is that you have to be uh, able to adapt to change because change is going to come fast and it's going to come, you know, things are going to change from one day to the other and you just have you just have to adapt and realize that you're doing everything for um, what's best for the business, what's best for the guests, and ultimately what's best for the staff. Um, you know, when we first opened Whitechapel, um, they didn't want to batch any of the cocktails. And, you know, that was saying a lot because there was 120 different cocktails, you know, and they were divided into sections, you know. Um, but <laughs> you were doing several hundred people uh, a day will come through Whitechapel and you're trying to do a very uh, elaborate menu a very um, and doing it to cover you know you know a large crowd you know and you have to do it fast and efficiently you know after like three weeks we were like you know we have to batch <laughs> you so, know, so much you can do I can't I remember, imagine how much space it took up just for all the bottles for that many cocktails. I mean, yeah, it was not very efficient. And that took two weeks into opening to be like, oh, we have to batch. Mm. Um, another example would be, you know, uh, I'm currently working at Angler. Um, that is uh, Saison Hospitality's new restaurant. Mm. And you helped open that? Yes. And we've been open for just about eight months now. Um, and, you know... It's very much the same style of cooking, and they want to do the same, very same style of service. You know, very um, intricate. You know, it's all about the guests. Right. But um, you know, Saison does maybe 40, 50 covers a day, and it's a tasty menu, so you know what you're gonna get and how to prepare, and you know what you need for the shift. Whereas at Angler, you know, it's an a la carte menu and you're sometimes doing up to 200 covers a day and you know it's you we you know we did a month of um friends and family and it went well but within a month of us opening we had to adapt our style of service and realize that it could not be the same style of service as Saison. It can still be it's still very much about the guests but you have to adapt the service that you know to run that kind of the service that they wanted to run similar yeah. to Saison would be, you know, you would need an immense amount of staff. So we had to adapt our style of service and, you know, flex a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So new, new bars don't have customers yet and the employees are new and, and everything. How do you develop your customer base? How do you get to know your customers and your regulars and what's that process like and is it an intentional thing or is it just something that happens natural and you think about it 
I think I've been rather fortunate that um, the place I've worked at kind of have generation uh, generated a little bit of a bus before we open. That by the time we open, uh, we are able to, you know, get some publicity and draw some crowds in. But I think that's just part of it because um, you're only going to be the new kid on the block for so long. Right. So I think the most important uh, factor in there is realizing that you have this small window to make an impression um, that and realize that each guest that walks in through those doors when you're a new kid is a potential repeat guest and it's going to be a regular and that that guest is going to tell five other people about their experience with whether it's a positive experience or a negative experience and if it's a negative experience you could be losing not only that person but you know their friends who have heard about the um the the restaurant or bar so uh when you open you have to realize that you have to there is not not no excuses for oh we're new you know give us a chance you know we're like we're really busy we're trying to figure it out no you have to realize that from day one you have like you have to knock them out of the park and mm. provide not only great cocktails, uh, but great hospitality and show people a good time. Know that the bar has good ambiance and, you know, uh, realize that it's all about the guests and it's about them having a good time. And, you know, um, you have a very small window. And then once you start, you know, if you execute it properly, those people will become regulars and every person that walks in through those doors in the future will you know have, if they have a positive experience they'll keep coming back and you know i think it's just building up from there but you know building in regulars is not a you know you don't do it over you know over than over two months you do it over years and yeah. it's just building a program and listening to what the clientele has to say and what they enjoy and realizing you know that you have to um be flexible and adapt to um, all the changes that come with opening a bar and, you know, realizing it's not just for you. It's not just for your bar team. It's not just so you can have a geeky cocktail program, but yeah. it's something that the guests can enjoy. Yeah. Totally. So it seems like it's make or break time, like right at the beginning. Like, does that, does that sort of, is there a point where that kind of settles down? Because um, I th- feel like there's so many components when you open a new bar. It's like, no one knows where anything is. No one's got the muscle memory yet. All the guests have really high expectations, especially in this city. It's especially when, um, like you said, you get a bunch of publicity. Like everyone's expecting, like the hottest new restaurant and all cylinders firing. Um, so that's got to be like really stressful right at the beginning. Um, but is it exciting too? Does that kind of thing excite you? Oh, it's definitely exciting. I mean, but you have to. Um believe in the project because it requires a lot of, a lot of patience because mm. um, it's going to change a lot and it's going to require a lot of hours. And, you know, I think I, I'm very fortunate because I really enjoy what I do and I have worked with uh, programs that I truly believe in. And if I didn't, I wouldn't have uh, devoted as many hours as they required to when they first opened. Um, but you have to be able to adapt and you have to help uh, management uh, build a bar that's intuitive you know it's almost like apple products that you know where you know they're self-intuitive you want to yeah. make systems that you know okay this makes sense you want to put things in place that make sense you know like where so when you hire a new person they come behind the bar they realize okay this makes sense this is why we're doing this this is the most efficient way of doing things and 
when you make changes, because you're going to make a lot of changes and you're going to change the, the system. You do something up to three times in a week, uh, but you have to communicate it efficiently. And, you know, um, there's programs or apps like Slack mm-hmm. where you can communicate all those changes and get everybody on board, you know, and realize that once you make a change, you have to stick to it <laughs> until you make a new change, <laughs> right. you know. But you have to get everybody on board and, you know, and you just have to adapt. So communicating with your staff, absolutely key. Oh, I think it's huge. You know. Yeah. Um, what excites you most about about opening a new bar? Because um, after, after Whitechapel, you later jumped into helping open Beehive and you were part of that process. Yeah, well. I was... Um, what keeps you going? What do you like? So, you know, I never really sought out to open, to just be an opening bar bartender. Mm-hmm. It just uh, seems to happen. I think it's because uh, when bars open, they tend to hire, you know, multiple bartenders. Whereas, you know, a bar usually, you know, that's been open for a couple of years, they might lose a bartender, only hire for one position. Um so I never really sought out to be just opening bars. Um, I think um, I like to think I have a good work ethic and I'm very hospitable, not only to my guests, but to my coworkers. So once you um, build a network, um, people just start um, coming to you. You know, um, when I um, left Whitechapel, I had an old coworker of mine approached me about uh, the Beehive and he was getting me the bar manager at the Beehive and I saw the program, I saw the space it was in a wonderful location that I, I always wanted to work at in the mission and the people that were behind it were very supportive and it just seemed like an awesome program so I just wanted to be part of it and then somebody I had worked with at Whitechapel uh, one of the uh, sous chefs uh, Paul Tuxley. Um he is now a sous chef at Saison. So he reached out to me when they were opening up Angler and he told me they were looking for bartenders. And even though I never worked at a restaurant of that caliber, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was up for the challenge. I saw the, I saw the program. I, you know, I wanted to keep learning and growing as a industry professional. I wanted to learn about wine, about service and it's something I wasn't really exposed to working bars you know i mean not that you're not providing service but right. no there's it's different. different so <laughs> yeah it, it just you know you just keep seeing these really cool programs and um i so i'm like okay that's worth the uh the challenge the work because it's honestly it's tiring and it's consuming and it's exhausting you know yeah. but um but you enjoy I'm, the challenge I do, and I'm very passionate about what I do, and it's also exciting to think that you might have an impact on what's going to be the outcome of this restaurant in years to come. Nice. Um, speaking of, of neighborhoods, um, so Whitechapel is kind of like Civic Center, Tenderloin, and Beehive's kind of right in the middle of the mission. Um, and these are new bars in, in neighborhoods that are that have a lot of character and personality and people that have lived there for a long time. Um, what's it like opening a new bar in a place like that that has neighbors and how do you 
how do you become part of the neighborhood? Because I imagine that's ultimately what you want to do is, is become part of that neighborhood. Um, well, I think that just comes to being hospitable and um, listening to every guest. Because a lot of times people, you know, they're not so receptive to change. You know, like the mission yeah. has been changing um, for a long time. And, you know, the mission is not what it was 10 years ago. And, you know, you have to be understanding and, you know, uh, listen to the guests. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to win them over with hospitality, good cocktails. And, you know, you like, I think you just have to listen to them, man. Cause you know, we've been there, you know, I grew up in Chicago and I grew up in a, you know, not so hot neighborhood. That's now very hot. You know, mm -hmm. I go back now and it's, you know, it's like Russian Royce, Logan Square, and you know, there's, you know, it's the hottest neighborhood in Chicago right now. But I grow, I go back, and I'm like, this is not the neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah. So I can definitely relate to the guests. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, all you ha all you can do is like be hospitable, show them a good time, and show them what you're here to uh, to do. You know, and you know, provide good drinks, good food, good ambience. You know, be respectful and listen. Yeah. So kind of be. Be the best that you can be. And yeah. Show them that. No, this is. Yeah. This is this is for you. you yeah. Know, you're we're, not we're trying. We're trying to do our best so that you can enjoy. Yeah, and you have to. Our space. You you have to be um, part of the community as well. You know. I think there's um, other groups that do a really phenomenal job of that. You know, um, the bomb bonds. They're mm -hmm. they're a huge part of the community and the mission, and I think the Beehive's doing a solid job. You know. Yeah. When you're opening these new bars, there's especially at the beginning, everything's pretty crazy and there's all these moving parts. Um, and kind of everybody has to be firing on all cylinders to, to pull off something like that. What do you do to maintain a balance in your in your own life? Like, Oh, man, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I mean, we all yeah. are. <laughs> I mean, I opened the Beehive last year in April and in October... I was opening up Angler and I was part of both. And I remember there was like a two month stretch where I only had one day off here and there, you know, and it was just tough. Um, but I really enjoy what I do and I believe the sacrifice is worth it, you know. And, you know, if I didn't enjoy what I did, I, there's no way I could have spent so much time. Mm. But I think at a certain point you need to take a vacation and disconnect and find other things you're passionate about and indulge in that you know i really enjoy art uh photography so i have a membership to the moma so yeah. i go to the moma a lot um i um i usually show up to work a couple hours early uh not to work but you know i live in oakland so i come to san francisco a couple hours early hang out at a coffee shop and read and relax for a little bit and then going to work and know it's gonna be chaotic but for an hour before work i just sit read you know some usually some fiction that you know takes place far away mm. um and i think after a couple months of, after the opening it's important to take a vacation you know mm, after uh, it calms down oh yeah so i was able to do that uh, a couple of weeks ago i went to washington and i did a lot of hiking yeah all over um the pacific northwest you know chasta omqua columbia river gorge the olympic and, you know, it was great. You know, you're surrounded by people all day in the restaurants and you're talking and, you, you know, you, um, so it was good to like just disconnect and get away from 
people and it's great you know remember when white uh when the beehive just opened a month after the opening i took a backpacking trip to the um to arizona and you know it was great a lot of times i wouldn't see a person in you know yeah for hours so you know yeah it's amazing how quiet things can get oh yeah uh, <laughs> it's great i mean bars and restaurants are so loud and just living in cities is so loud but when you when you go that far out it's like wow i, I forgot what silence was like yeah what is there a point after you open a new bar um that you found where where things kind of settle down and things kind of level no. out <laughs> things keep changing it's always different yeah and i think every restaurant always keeps evolving and that's what's fun about it you know um so I think that's one of the downsides about my um, resume in the last couple of years is that I've been just opening bars and not seeing the full transition of how, what a bar does to become an establishment, mm-hmm. you know, and part of, you know, because it takes years for the bar to really become uh, or come to its full potential. And, you know, it's going to change um, maybe not as rapidly, but it's going to keep evolving and changing and systems will keep on changing. You sit at your own bars? Do you you go do you go to your own bars as a customer sometimes to um, see what that's like? Once in a while. Uh, I visit bars I used to work at more, more yeah. so, but I still haven't been to Angler as a guest. Mm. You know, um, I just... You know, when you open, you're there so much that you don't want to really be there <laughs> right. on your time off. Uh, although the Beehive was an exception. Um, the Mission is such a great neighborhood. And you want, you know, I'll come into the city, hang out on the, the Mission. And um, the Beehive has, uh, has uh, you know, such great hospitable bartenders. You know, Milo, Miguel, Andrew, Evan, you know, Ilya, who recently left. So you want to go say hello and, you yeah. know, it's like really friendly bartender. So that was, I think, the exception to the rule. But for the most part, you know, <laughs> yeah, I try to That's stay away. Yeah, totally. Totally. So what are some of your favorite moments? Um, maybe give me good stories of moments you really liked or something that worked well at some of these new bars you opened. Mm, I think once you have like those first killer monster nights and, and if they go... Well, pretty, they go pretty well and you realize, oh, we can actually do this. You know, this, this is actually going to work. Um, and you look at the team and you're like, ah, oh, you know, we have to rely on each other, but we can make it work. I think that's really cool. Um, other than that, you know, just getting to know all the new people you're working with and bonding with them over drinks after and mm-hmm. knowing that they're right there with you, you know. Like people who are in everything from the line cuts to the dishwashers, you know, and getting to know all the talented people and all the different people who comes from different walks of life. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, I also really enjoy when, you know, guests uh, come back and they or when they're leaving and they thank me and I can tell they had a, a really great experience. I had guests invite me over for dinner, you know. <laughs> It's crazy, you know. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really pos- It's really reinforcing, and I think I really enjoy it when I see that guest like really had a great experience because you believe in the projects, and that's why you immerse yourself in them. And 
it's great seeing that feedback, not just from, you know, not just from your management team that they're telling you that you're doing a great job, but from the guests themselves, it's just, you know, really cool. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. That was Inoch Tonatio, currently at the brand new Angler restaurant. He was also on the opening team at Beehive, Charmaine's, and Whitechapel. Working in a new bar has a lot of challenges, but it can be exciting and rewarding too. We've got new episodes every week, so be sure to hit subscribe. Check us out online at ur86.com, and be sure to jump on our mailing list while you're there. We'll see you next time.